welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am glad to be here tonight. We have a chat room that's acting up, so if you're trying to get into the chat room, just keep refreshing your page at Charlotte Newton eventually. It's going to be really fun tonight. We have some things to go over before we get started on the show. First of all, I'd like to let you know if you would like to call in and read tonight, you can do so by calling 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you'd like to call in and read, I want to take a quick moment and we had some stuff we were going to go over for closing out National Poetry Month and all that and some stuff with our sponsorship, but it's been a really crazy week and there's some stuff I have absolutely not gotten done. So we are we have our 2022 sponsors we're going to thank this week and start with our 2023 sponsors next week when I get my stuff caught up. <laughs> but it's kind of nice because I do want to make sure that we, you know, send out the love to everyone who stepped up with plate last year and helped us cover our 2022 broadcasting license. It's because of you guys that we've had this last incredible year, our 16th year on the air. And you deserve every little bit of love that you get. Those sponsors are Karen Depth Rider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Miss, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. Thank you, all of you. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man King, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Gray Neighbors, Ben Still, Charles City Banks, Jerry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you, all of you. We love you so dearly. We are at the closing of our 2023 broadcasting license. Uh, fundraiser, so if you are interested, you're like 550 away from our goal right now. So if you're interested in uh, helping contribute and sponsor the show this year and help her portion of that license, it would be greatly appreciated. The information is on my Facebook page. If you're not on my Facebook, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, L-I-S-I-A. And you can also search for the fundraiser under GoFundMe, Cafe Poetry. We also have a PayPal, a Cash App, and a Venmo set up for the show. So any of those ways would be great. And again, all of you who have donated so far this year and brought us so close to our goal. And we will be giving you your loves and we'll be doing all the fireworks to you guys next week. All right. Next thing I want to go over is we had our National Poetry Month contest last year where we were working with poems written to the prompts that we had. 
So we did the drawing. I did the drawing, and our winner for this that I did not the winner tonight. I want to make sure I got that done. So, you know, I just have to say, I'm stalling. I'm trying to do that whole thing where it just pisses everybody off. And you said, would you just tell us who won already? All right. So <laughs> congratulations goes out to our Speakeasy Cafe National Poetry Month Writing Challenge prize drawing. And the winner is Jimmy Ray Davis. So congratulations, sweetheart. Thank you for having so much fun with the prompts with us, and you are amazing. So I want you to make sure you have your pencils and quills and ink pots and papers and pens and journals ready because we are going to be getting to your inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop. Now, as I go through all this, remember, if you don't catch everything, it's okay. You can always come back after the show and listen to the show's archives and our podcasts and jot down whatever you happen to miss. So, with that said, it is time for inspiration from the inkwell. (laughs) Just jump right into this. The first thing I want to give you is this week's all-important poetry prompts. Now, let me take a look real quick and see what we've got in here. This week, all of your prompts comes from a post that I put on my Facebook page. And there we go. Let's grab this one. Just checking to see if we had any last-minute ones come in, and we did. I'm adding those right now. Are you curious? Are you just wondering something? Okay. There we go. Let's put that one right in there. There you go. All right. We're ready now. I just wanted to make sure I had everybody in there that, that, that you know, was involved in this. So anyway. I put a prompt on my prompt, uh, post on my page today asking for poetry prompts because every week I give you your 14 poetry prompts and I come up with them from one place or another. But I thought it would be really fun to feature all of the prompts from you guys this week. So I posted on my page, I asked for prompts, and these are the prompts that you guys gave to the listeners tonight. So get started with those. Number one, in regards in regards to the news today in regards to the news today number two everyone has a cliff's edge everyone has a cliff's edge three teen and not abnormal and i'm really hoping annie gave me those prompts and i don't know if it was one prompt was he was 15 and the other prompt was not abnormal but i kind of like the way it read and we're still using it as one, and it was 15 and not abnormal. I'm not sure how she meant that, but that's the way I took it. All right, four, tears can substitute for antifreeze. Tears can substitute for antifreeze. Five, how I became myself. How I became myself. Number six, <laughs> never take away candy from an angry swarm of bees. Never take away candy from an angry swarm of bees. Number seven, whispers of defiance. Whispers of defiance. Eight, 
comes from aging. Beauty comes from aging. Nine, my tears are sweet, not salty. My tears are sweet, not salty. Ten, insinuation of, of innuendo. Insinuation of innuendo. Eleven, withered thorns. Withered thorns. Twelve, world needs nutrition. World needs nutrition. Thirteen, there's no synonym for cinnamon. There is no synonym for cinnamon. And fourteen, I saved the best for last, asshole, asshole on my elbow. <laughs> Asshole on my elbow. Remember, you can write write one poem per prompt, mix and match the prompts, or use all the lines in one prompt. But before you do that, I want you to keep in mind to do your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is something that we do whenever we sit down with something that inspires us before we write, start writing a poem, because nobody wants to be basic. Nobody wants to write the same poem as anyone else. What we try to do is flesh out our greatness, right? So before you sit down to write a poem to any of these prompts, what I would like you to do is take the prompt, the first one, and write it at the top of your page. Then I would like you to, instead of writing a poem to that prompt, I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. So think about all the different ideas and different directions you can take it, all the different things you could shape it into. So before you write a poem, I want you to tell me about, or tell yourself, or write down. You could tell me. At least that would be kind of fun once sometime, huh, to take these prompts and, and have you come on and say, okay, this is our prompt or feature. Maybe we'll do that next week. No, no, no. Let me write them out. If I don't write it down, I'll forget. Unless I just the show. That's always a good idea. Okay, so anyway... I want you to take that prompt and write down at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Go on to number two, on to number three, on down the line until you get to the end of it and you have at least six different poem ideas to each of the 12 or 14 different prompts that I gave you tonight. And somewhere along the way, something's going to grab a hold of you. You're going to be off and running and write something amazing and you'll say, wow, this is really cool. I should do this every time. Yes, you should do this every time. Every single time. So now it is time for our writer's block. It's just an urban legend, myth writer, or myth buster writing assignment. And I'm going to just pull this one off the top of my head to a degree because I was running really late tonight and didn't get everything written down my notes that I wanted to do, so we're going to kind of wing this. Writer's just an urban legend. This is a workshop that I teach, and some of the things that I go through on here are segments and different things that I do for this workshop. And one of the biggest things that I talk about is just that writer's block is an urban legend. It's like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't get you. Right? So I'm here to dispel the myth that writer's block exists. And sometimes things are just science, and you can't argue with science, all right? If you can pick up a pen in your hand, you can, on a piece of paper, here's my paper, and I am writing the word palm. 
And then I'm going to exclamation marks. So I just picked up a pen, picked up a paper, and I wrote something. So if I can do that, if I can pick up a pen and paper and write something, then how does writer's block exist? It doesn't. It's not real. It's not a thing. If you can pick up a pen and write something, then there is no such thing as writer's block. What is real is the pressure living in this, like, we live in this really fast-paced, like, social media-driven world. You know, it seems like we've become enslaved to that, into that addiction to likes. You know, they say that admitting our addiction, if we admit our addiction, I think, to our, our need for instant gratification, with this, this, you know, since about the, the 90s, you know, it's really been you know, everything's instant gratification. I think that's something the social, social media world has really, really, you know, it's interesting the changes that you see happening in the world and society and relationships, all that stuff. The more social media, we become a social media-driven world, an online world. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. But anyway... I think the first thing is admitting our addiction to that instant gratification. It's our first step to letting go of the unrealistic expectations, you know, that it's, it's letting go of those un, uh, unrealistic expectations, I think, is our first step in regaining control of ourselves as writers, regaining control of our time, the quality of our own voice, and reclaiming our power by learning to stop Pacing ourselves to that unrelenting grind this online world demands from us. And so the next time you sit down to write, if a poem doesn't come to you, you get frustrated, you think you got writer's block, you don't. The next time you sit down to write, why don't you do it without the intentions of writing a poem at all, without any expectations, and just make it a journey of exploration for inspiration. You know, don't sit there and wait for a poem to come find you, like, you know, some charitable handout. Go out and find that treasure that's waiting for you. Go out and take control of the poem. Go out and get the poem. You know, you're, you're a warrior. Don't be a princess. You're a warrior. Go out and fight. Find your poem. All right, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to have you do a the Mythbuster assignment for this week is inspiration research. So what I want you to do, and I'm, I'm going to kind of tie this in. It's the first of the month, and so on the first week of every month, I have to read one of my own poems because I don't do that. That's been my agreement with you guys the last couple of years. So I'm kind of working writing assignment into the poem that I'm going to read tonight. And I'll get to that in just a second. So what I would like you to do is I want you to go online for your assignments this week. I want you to just go online and do some research for, like, strange historical facts. You can't sit there and say you don't have anything to write about. If you were living back in the 1800s, you were born in Kansas, in the Kansas, you know, prairie shoddy, shod, shod house, whatever they're called, and the only, that's the only life you knew, then there's no way you could write to me about what New York's like. Now, think of that poor kid out in the, you know, prairies of Kansas, born and raised and lived and died on that farm. There's no way he could even imagine what the lights in New York 
looks like. We don't have that worry anymore. We have the luxury of being able to go out and just research anything. The whole world is at our fingertips. All right, so do something like an online search for strange historical facts and have your notebook ready. Have it out beside you because you always want to have access to things, you know, ideas from when you think of them. But just start reading. Just start reading through the pages, strange historical facts. Fall down that rabbit hole. Jot down the things that you find that, you know, catch your attention. You know, take notes and poke around. Explore. Just look for anything and just make little notes of it. Hey, this is interesting. I'll write that down. The example I'm going to give of that is doing just that, which is exactly what I did. I sat down and I tried to think of a poem. I couldn't even read it, right? So let's see what I did. So I just Googled strange historical facts and started writing things in my journal. I happened to be looking through, this is years ago, but I happened to be looking through a journal that I'd done that in. And I saw a note in there and I thought, oh, this is funny. And it just, it sparked something. I wrote something down that was cool to me, and later it sparked a poem. It sparked a thought in me, and I took it off, and I went off and running. And so from that strange historical fact that I jotted down as a note and years later found and turned into a poem, and this was years ago that I did this, God, I sound old. Anyway, I wrote this poem, and it's called Exhumed. Exhumed. It's funny the things the mind grabs a hold of stores in its computer chip, forgotten, till something triggers the recall. William Buckland, born in 1784, spent his life eating specimens of every type of living creature he could find. A mole, blowflies, mice on toast, pickled horse tongue, puppies. Even it is said, the mummified heart of King Louis the 14th. But what I remember most, while away on a business trip, he received word from a London zoo that a leopard had died. Buckland rushed back, had the five-day dead, three-day buried corpse exhumed so he could see what a leopard steak tasted like. It's funny the things the minds trigger it's funny the things that trigger the mind's recall because that's exactly how I feel just like that leopard every time you come back digging up the past just so you can take another bite of me I have not read that one in a long time but it's fun I like that poem it may you know it's probably not the greatest poem I've ever written but I really like it I mean I can't even imagine this guy having them dig up a leopard. And this is true. This is not made up. I, a strange fact I learned. And it's it just, you know, the whole thing of him having that leopard dug up. You know, the, imagine the, I don't know, how empowered he must have felt, entitled he must have felt to come back and say, dig up that leopard, I want to eat it. Very strange, man. Anyway, so kind of triggered that thought of, write this. Anyway, so this week, <laughs> you guys tell us, makes me nervous when I read my own work. I'm here for you guys. Anyway, this week, I want you to go out and discover the strange. I want you to write about it, write it down, take notes, turn it into a poem if you want. But the whole lesson in this is 
take control of your time. Make your time productive. You know, stop using writer's block as a crutch for doing nothing because doing nothing is not an option. You need to slow down and learn to enjoy the pursuit of inspiration. Go out and discover, turn over rocks, poke in caves, all that fun stuff. Consider and wait for things to come find you. And if nothing comes out of it, you know, when you're jotting down these notes, maybe years from now you'll stumble across those notes and end up writing a poem like I did that one. All right, remember, he is not what you write, but to just write. And this week, just writing comes in the form of strange bits of information. So have fun with that. We are at the end of our inspiration from the Inkwell workshop. So once again, I'm going to run through this week's poetry prompts. We have one in regards in regards to the news today. Two, everyone has a cliff's edge. Thirteen, two thirteen, or two three, two three. Sorry, uh, three. <laughs> he was fifteen and not abnormal. Four tears can. Substitute for antifreeze. Five, how I became myself. Six, never take away candy from an angry swarm of bees. Seven, whispers of defiance. Eight, beauty comes from aging. Nine, my tears are sweet, not salty. Ten, I think I understand. Eleven, withered thorn. Twelve, world needs nutrition. Thirteen, there is no cinnamon for cinnamon. And fourteen, asshole on my elbow. And I need to check this real quick because one of those is wrong. I changed it at the last minute. Um, uh, Insinuation of innuendo. That was the one I missed. That one was in there as well. That's it. That's it for this week. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You need input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat. That applies to what you feed your brain as well. As our writer's discipline, I want you to go out every single day and find your 17 syllables every day. Write a haiku poem. Three lines for the 575 syllable count. It's pretty easy. So while you're rushing from point A to point B, chasing all the things that you have to chase during the day, pause for a moment when something grabs you. Look for those 17 syllables and write down your haiku. If it isn't perfect, you can go back, fix a syllable count later. But the point is to just take that time. Allow yourself to own moments of your day. Be selfish and greedy in them. Stop. Feed yourself. Write down these things in your head. They're important. If you start doing that, you, you will not believe how important things are in your head. You lose every single day. You just rush over. Thoughts are worth more than that. All right, so that's it, you guys. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and we listen to the beginning of the archive and find whatever you missed. I'm going to go ahead and play a recording. We always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you poets. If you'd like to have your piece played on the air, you can send them to me on Facebook or you can email them to me at gmail.com. We can get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. 
The track that I'm going to start the show with tonight is by Phil Kay, and it's called Before the Internet. It is summertime in the 90s, before the Internet, and I'm sitting on the couch with Ben, my best friend who has a bowl cut like I do, and I ask Ben what he wants to do, and Ben says what he always says. Oh, no, dude, what do you want to do? (laughs) And I don't know either. Because it's already two months in the summertime and we have done everything we think we can do. Played basketball so many times, Ben knows I will never go less. Stayed up until midnight to watch the R-rated VHS tapes my mother owns. Pulled each other around in a wagon and toilet papered every house on the street except for our own. (laughs) And so we turn on the television and Indiana Jones is playing. And afterwards we go outside because there is no internet. And we stare at the big tree on our street, the tree that is bigger than Ben's entire house, the tree that we have never been able to climb because we are little kids. But now, we are little kids that just watched Indiana Jones. (laughs) And so we find some old bungee cords, and the hooks find themselves in our belt loops, and the other sides tied around the branches, and now we are almost to the top of the big tree. And any time I am tired, I sit back, and I swing And I quietly think to myself, maybe I am Indiana Jones. And Ben quietly thinks to himself, maybe this is a bad idea. And my belt loops quietly think to themselves, you fundamentally must understand my ability. But we are all thinking quietly. And so for a few seconds, it is silent. And at nine years old, I transform into things I've never been before. An astronaut floating in space, a hummingbird buzzing in place, a beam of August light floating through the leaves. And then I hear a crack, which is not Indiana Jones, but my belt loops snapping apart, shrieking relief, and I fall all the way down the tree onto my back. And Ben rushes down and says, are you okay? And I say, I think so. And Ben starts to laugh. And I start to laugh, and I'm bleeding from my elbow, but it's just a scrape. And that means that I am human and alive. And we sit under the big tree and giggle until my mother comes to find us. I absolutely love that piece for more reasons than I could even tell you. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I love, love, love that poem. You can find him, by the way, if you're looking up. I'd like to hear more from this poet. Okay. K-A-Y-E. You can find him all over YouTube and find his work on there if you'd like to know more about him. All right, you guys. So what comes next? Well, you guys come next. I'm excited about that. The number to call in if you'd like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. And when I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know your name 
know who's reading. And your name is attached to your work. Like I said, we have 16 years worth of episodes in our archives. What happens if you go back and listen to one and you hear a great poem, but you have no idea what it belonged to you. And the person that it belonged to sitting somewhere out there in the world saying, well, I wonder if anyone likes any of my poetry. Hmm. And it just be sad. So, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems if the lines get too busy and I have to cut you back to one. Just read two, two regular poems or one long poem. Our lines are kind of getting filled up, um, but not horrible. You can still read two poems, just you don't read two epic, you know, it's all in markets or something. But yeah, two regular poems or one long poem and they'll be fine. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important for people to know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember, we have a mature rating, which means you're bound to hear just about anything here. You probably will, with the exception of adult porn poems, no hardcore erotica, no tab A and Scott B. Other than that, you are good to go. So let's go ahead. I'm going to give you the lineup for our first three callers. And I intentionally didn't mention the first caller earlier because this is pretty cool because I know just the exasperation this is caused by a first caller. comes from area code 702. <laughs> They're going to be followed by 7. You got, that means nothing to you guys, but it does to 702. The next caller comes from eight, or seven, 718 followed by 567. So that's our lineup for our first three. Let's go ahead and grab... 702, 702, you're on the air. Hey, hey. You caught me by surprise. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm never first. I'm doing good. I know, right? I know. It's the first time for everything. No, I've been first a couple times. Where's Pineapple? Still working the truck? No, he's actually a third caller tonight. (laughs) Oh, I'm disappointed. Pine, if you're listening to me, buddy, uh, I mean, I'm used to you beating me out here. I don't know what's going on. It's like winning the immunity necklace on Survivor. I got in first. <laughs> I finally beat right? the guy that's been dominating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it's been a busy week. Um, hitting a couple yeah. of uh, milestones. That's always nice. Um, so I like to, as I've told you before, I do, I'm kind of on a system now where I'm Write new poems, and then I put the titles up on various platforms, and I have readers um, vote for which ones I'm going to make into videos and release first, and all that jazz. It's kind of a it's a good little cycle that's working out. But the beauty of that is that I get to before I do all that, I can release them right here on the Speakeasy Cafe. That's because we're cool like that. We get all the best things. Speakeasy, look, it's a good way to give back. I mean, we're all doing it. We're all coming on, but I figure it's it's sometimes, or at least for uh, a few, it might be a little extra special to have something new. These are uh, unposted, unread as of yet, and I brought two of them for you, so they're both of these are new, and I think you might be happy to note that one is the first official sequel to the Case of Midnight Skinner. Ooh, that's one of my favorites of yours, too. 
I know, but where can we go with that? We kind of revealed everything in the first poem. You know, back then I never knew I was going to write any more on that, so we wrapped them all up. Same with Avatar. This is called The Voices. My therapist says I'm mental. Yeah, no shit, Doc. Honors confidentiality, at least as we sit and talk. Skinner, she intones. Skinner, won't you come out to play? Fuck off, bitch. I will skin you alive. These words come from my own lips. My name is Bradford. I'm a cop. I've got a problem. See, I was kidnapped as a boy, tortured at a farmhouse for ten days before I was abandoned, like so much flotsam. Near death, but survival came. Jess tells me that it's then when my disassociative personality disorder took firm hold of my life. The voices tell me I'm not me, that I'm merely another personality. Skinner has them fooled. Fools! I black out often, but always know when a fugue state is coming. Brain thrumming, I hear their voices. They talk to me. Not Skinner, though. He hid, lying in wait. Those fuckers covered for him, never letting me know. They are scared of him, so I must take it slow. In peace. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love the whole part. I mean, you know, going through a schizophrenia, I'm a friend, I have a friend of mine who has schizophrenia, and we were sitting and talking one time when he was having a very connected moment. And, you know, talking about his understanding it was what it was like, you know, walking across the bridge and he would see these people running at him, trying to kill him. And he knew that they weren't real. He goes, I know they're not real, but that doesn't keep me from running. Because what if, you know, it's it's having, having, no, looking at something and knowing, imagine having that mental state, knowing that something's not real. But you run because you're so afraid anyway, because what if? You don't know. You don't know if what you're seeing is real or not. You know it's not real, but what if it's not? But you know it's not. I mean, imagine that torment. You know, and so having a personality in there, you know, like that emotional personality disorder reminds me of that. Because think imagine having that, that personality, that voice inside there that you hear. That yeah, it's all uh, the ones they're afraid of. I mean, that concept is terrifying. You know, something so yeah. bad that even multiple personalities hide from or right. become enslaved to. That's 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 awesome. I love that. Absolutely, and it's and it's interesting. You know, I found I, I did a little bit of research. Uh, you know, wanting to progress this story of the four main storylines that. That I want to that I want to you know flesh out obviously Abattoir, Sideshow Shiva, and Wildwood, which is in full swing right now. We're bringing everybody back. Um, in fact, I think Miss Spirit Wild will be returning soon. Um, Skinner was kind of the skimpiest storyline to give breadth to, so um, that was what I wanted to explore with this. Explore the fact. So now we know that it's not just Skinner. There are multiple personalities, and we'll uh, see where we go with that. Um, now I also have a, I, I, I don't really, it wasn't planned, but I have this habit of breaking your heart through my 
still some of my poems, Nyla. Uh, we started out with Paul uh, Lenoir. Poor Blueberry. And, and way back in the in the day, and then more recently with, yes, Poor Little Blueberry. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously some more, you know, social issues and some of the other things. Uh, so tonight, we're going to go down that road. Again, this is a new piece that I wrote a couple days ago. This is called In the Park. An old couple sit on a park bench watching children play and remembering when their own would frolic with boisterous shouts and joy that only kids could achieve. Hal remembers when they were young, him and Martha getting hitched, that little house on 7th and Elm, and the dream of children of raising a family. How warm the days were then, unlike this bitter cold settling in their bones in the park. A ball rolls to his feet. As he rolls it back, a little boy smiles, and Hal feels the warmth he's missed, for a moment at least. So many dreams, aspirations. It's not supposed to end like this. They've become ghosts, forgotten folks who merely exist. Well, Hal thinks, at least they've got each other. Martha's hand grows cold in his. Her eyes closed. Hal looks up to the sky and says, I'm ready, Lord. No reply. No warmth, just his dead wife's cold hand. The children's laughter sound like demons, and the cold is unbearable. He stumbles from the bench, panicked. Oh, how? Martha wakes up. She is smiling, the sun of their youth shining. He extends a hand as a song drifts into the park. The children are gone. The world has stopped. Time for... Time for one last dance, and they dance in the park, in love and almost young again. You are a good man, Hal, she whispers in his ear. I love you, my dear. His tears of joy are powerful, and he holds her tight in the park, after dark when ghosts can finally rest. Hal blinks and he's alone as the children laugh merrily at the crazy old guy dancing by himself in the park. Looking at the bench, Martha's eyes remain closed. The dream that was once new, once so full of love, of dancing hearts, has ended on a cold winter night in the park. And peace. Mm -hmm. God, that broke my heart. Oh, how? I told you. I know, but I don't think he made it for much longer after that either. Maybe we'll do a part two. Hal remarries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he finds love with the, with the speakeasy cafe host. That's like leaving poor Hal in an unmarked grave. Come on. <laughs> oh, if I would just want to hug him. Oh, my God. Oh, how? Uh, well, I had to do it to you. Um, you know what? I was listening no, to. Uh, field. You know, and and I've been writing more lately, where uh, rather than sitting down and just creating off the top of my head, which I'm 
uh, obviously able to do almost too easily. Lately, I've been writing a lot um, direct inspiration, news stories. Uh, the one I, I, I did on the show last week, um, just about all the crazy stuff going on in the world. And, um, and sometimes other things. I was uh, actually listening to some John Prine and one of his uh, best-known songs, um, Hello in There, which was actually uh, Bette Midler got a Grammy for her version of it about the old folks that everybody's forgotten. And I just, it was kind of stuck in my mind as a lot of times his songs will. And so I just thought, and that's when I had this vision of Hal in the park and that's everything took off from there. Hal. Poor Hal. I know. Okay. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hal. Um, so moving along, Word Machinist, Jimmy Ray Davis. I forgot to say that at the beginning. You didn't usually kind of prompt me that. I was a little off off my uh, course there. Uh, Word Machinist on um, Instagram, TikTok, Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry at Facebook. That's my page there. Come on by. Um, Nyla, thank you so much. I always appreciate it, and I look forward to coming back next week. Appreciate you so much. Very excited about what you've been working on and putting me on the edge of my seat, my dear. All right. Sounds good. Well, I love you, Nyla. You have a good night. Love you too, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 718. 718, you are on the air. I'm good evening, Myler. It's Jim Hart. How are you? Hi, Jim. I'm doing great. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, okay. Getting by. Uh Jimmy Ray was great once again, and I loved your analogy of digging up the leopard and eating a part of it and digging up your past and taking a bite of you. I think that was really great. Thank you. you know, everybody has those. They have that one person in their past, no matter an old lover or old friend, you know, or maybe it's just even a time in history. Where you just always, no matter what you do, you turn around and just totally blindside you and comes there and takes another bite out of you. Just to remind you that it's there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, th- you know, I really hope that some of you do take that assignment to heart. I mean, what else are you going to do? You know, take five seconds and, and, you know, do the assignment I said earlier about conveying strange history and jot down some notes. I mean, you can even have a special journal just for that. And keep yeah, it go in your backyard and dig up that animal you buried 10 years ago. What the heck? You know. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, not that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, I'm not even going to go out. And, I'm not going to chase that, that squirrel because that will be too long of a story. You have no idea how funny that was. And I'm not going to tell you why. No, I don't have anyone buried in the backyard. Well, little buddy <laughs> in my backyard. But, um, yeah, I think I just I – just, think that'd be awesome. I think you, seriously, Jim, would have fun doing that. Going out and finding uh, this yeah. weird, weird abstract thing, because you write real well like that anyway, the things that you write about. You can quote. Thank you very much. Uh, I have relatively two new books out, uh, poetry books about my uh, late wife. One is called Loving Sue, and the other is Missing Sue. And I'd like to read a poem from each of them tonight. First one is Different Drummer. She changed me. 
in good ways only. The right woman will do that. We met in a bar. I was the drummer in a very hard rock band. It was the last night of a three-month gig. She offered to help me pack up. The stage lights glittered her beauty. Her smile, the promise of all to come. Her scent, Jamaican Kush Kush perfumed. I looked into her eyes and saw a better man reflected back. Veils and veils of clouded judgments lifted by a single glance. She changed me in good ways only. The right woman will do that. End peace. Oh, that just is so beautiful. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the chat room and I see Noreen in there. And, you know, I I just know, I absolutely can 100% guarantee she's just in love with that piece right now too. You know, anyone who's lost somebody that they love knows the sorrow, you know, the beauty and the sorrow. Yeah. I mean, you, you made it so real. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you know, perfume it up to be a poem. You didn't, dumb it down to be a warrior it's very real the emotion the sentiment the was very real that that was phenomenal that was genius gee no no i'm afraid to read the second poem (laughs) (laughs) lucky break i could not have made her up not in a million years conceived of her acceptance of a bum like me, a drunken musician bar fighter who took no insult and refused no challenge. What did she see in me? Fifty years later, she gone. I still cannot figure why me. There were many others who saw and wished for her beauty, but somehow, she chose to save my life with her love. And peace. So beautiful. Yeah, I love when you share poems about your wife. I know it's hard. I know what you've been through is just, I mean, no, I don't know what you've been through. You know, but I've loved you through it. And I love that you come here when you can. I love that you share her with us because it's making me fall in love with her with you. You know, well, and I am so you know, thankful her I, that you I, had that in your life because not many people have a love like that. I am so grateful someone I care about so much had that, and I love her for that. You know, and what you may not realize, but by writing her, you are writing your love immortal. You know, you are writing across the galaxy and the sky. You know, some 2,000 years ago, somebody can be scouring the Internet and they can dig this up and find it, and she's going to be there. Her beauty and grace and her glory and that you honor her this way is phenomenal. Well, I, I deliberately made these books very inexpensive because I wanted more 
people to get to know her. I, you know, naturally they can't know her the way I did, but uh, it it turned out I think to be the right. Wait thing a minute, to before you the... say that, I I disagree with you. I think that we can know her better than most knew her because we're knowing her through you. That's what your poems. That was my point. Is that you you make her essence breathe and make her real. And in that way, we, we will know her better than most people who knew her because we are learning her through you. Does that make sense? Um, it makes very much sense, and I, I think it's uh, probably the greatest compliment someone can give me. Well, it was meant from the heart. I'm glad that, you know, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity and for uh, listening to me once again. Well, you, you were taught I cut you off, and I don't I want to make sure that we get back to where you where you were talking about. You intentionally made the books inexpensive. I, I made you them, yeah, I wanted people to know it, and uh, in a way, I guess a lot of people did because the missing you went to forty nine on Amazon, and the loving Sue went to number twenty on Amazon. So, of course, they're not still there, but uh, they, they did very well. So. Congratulations uh, I'm glad on that. People got to, to know her, you know. Me too. I'm glad that I'm still getting to know her. You know, I cannot thank you enough. I know you don't get a chance to be here every week, but when you do, it is such a treat and I just appreciate you. I am so glad that you were here and shared and it just makes my heart happy. Well, thank you. Another great compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome, hon. Right, have a great day. Do me a favor. Well, tell yes. everyone how they can find you so they can find your books. Um, the five poetry books and three novels are all on Amazon. And you can find me on Facebook. And although I I, I have to say, uh, I, after writing these two books, which was pretty cathartic at the time, I did go into a very deep depression, and so I wasn't on Facebook for months. As a matter of fact, I didn't leave the house for months. But uh, I have a son and daughter who uh, very wisely know how to get the old man out, and, uh, and they call him and say, well, Dad, we bought three tickets. You have to come with us now, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, you know, it, it's rewarding that uh, they're still there and, Help me through, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm on Facebook, as I say, and Amazon. And uh, if you did read the book and liked it, please drop a review in there because they actually do help. So uh, They are print books. You do the print books, right? They print, and you can uh, download them as well. So if I wanted to get a copy of them, from you, signed, how would I go about doing that? Uh, I could do you have, get, do you have some you could give me your address you somewhere and I can mail them to you. Okay, so I'll get a hold of you after the show because I would like to have a copy of both of those. Okay, fine. And I can just PayPal you the money or something like that. No, no, that's okay. 
Like I say, they're very cheap. So. <laughs> it, it won't break me. But that's not for everybody listening tonight now. <laughs> I'm special, you guys. <laughs> I'm so special. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I am really glad. And, I, you know, I hope that your days allow you, your Thursdays allow you to come more often because, you know, it's, it does the world good to hear you. Oh, thank you so much. Again, welcome, have baby. a great evening. You too. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, thank you. All right. Love both of those. So beautiful. Okay, our next caller comes from Eric. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have five, six, seven. Then we have 832, followed by 903. So let's go ahead and grab. Pineapple <laughs> 16. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> how's that? How's yeah. the ice cream world going? Well, and yeah, I should comment on that because, yeah, I should say hi to Jimmy because, yeah, I was trying to be the first caller, but I had a customer and <laughs> they were getting a couple ice creams and connect my phone like, oh, no, no, you know, but they ordered more than one thing and. So I was distracted, and um, but I'm home now, and so, uh, but that's that's what happened there. <laughs> I I've been I have some orders that costume orders and things that I've been working on, and and I'll turn on Netflix and binge watch something while I'm doing that because it's easier for me to focus than to sit in the silence. And so I've been binge while I'm working on these, I've been binge watching Survivor on Netflix. And so I'm just, the whole thing, you know, knowing that Jimmy had gotten in first and you were third, it was just like watching an episode of that, you know, where there's (laughs) a guy that just goes in and he dominates every single challenge and just immunity after immunity after immunity. And then finally you beat him. You know, it's like someone coming in, it's like, you know, some little nerd guy coming in and, and taking out Boston Rob or whatever his name is. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it just that whole thing. You know, I I took I took down I took down the first caller and I got in first this week. I could just it, it just it brought me such joy to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awesome from my side. It was awesome, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you were uh, able to get in and and you know, maybe we can get a couple poems for the next kid shows up. Well, yeah, I. uh yeah, it's been pretty busy with the truck, but um, so I better really try to call today because there's a specific poem that I wanted to read that I wrote last year about the Kentucky Derby winner. And since this week is the Kentucky Derby, um, I thought, well, this would be the appropriate time. I don't know if I will write a poem this time about the race or anything related to that race, but if you write uh, about the Kentucky Derby, you have to write about hats. Oh, the hats women wear because whenever they went to the Kentucky men, you had to have your hat. I mean, it was like the big gala of the year, you know, going to that race and wearing, you know, and just the women, the hats. 
they would wear to the races. So if you write a bus on idea, oh, there's, right. a, there's a, a special, starter. special day out on the town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you have to Google I'll, it and research what hats mean to those races. Right. The I'll have to, you know? Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind. But um, this, this one I wrote, I wrote it last year because I, I don't follow the Kentucky Derby, but um, one of my favorite movies is Secretariat. Mm-hmm. That was he was the best racehorse ever, and the movie about it is awesome. But my second favorite movie of all time is Sea Biscuit, who was a racehorse right? in the 1930s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That movie is amazing. Which now that I think about it, I think I mentioned that a month or so ago about my favorite movies. But um, I wrote this poem from the perspective of Rich Strike. And for those who did not follow last year's Kentucky Derby, he was 80 to 1 odds. He was expected to be last place based on the odds of him winning were set. And he barely made the race because he was so lowly ranked that he was not in the top. Uh, he didn't have enough points from previous races to even qualify for the Kentucky Derby. But about 20 hours before the race, there was a horse that scratched and was not going to be in the Kentucky Derby. And that opened up the spot for Rich Strike to be in the race. And he was given 80 to 1 odds to win. And if you haven't seen the replay, you gotta you got to watch the replay because it's so incredible. So I wrote this poem. It's a, it's a shorter, shorter than most of my poems. I wrote it from his perspective. So here it is. I ran a few races. I did okay. I was waiting for my special day to run for the roses and all that glory. I barely qualified. You know the story. 80 to 1 odds for me to win. But at the finish line, I will make you grin. I gave to you equine racing fun because you figured out I was born to run. Humans speak for me. I don't need a mic. And now you will always remember me. My name is Rich Strike. End poem. Wow. I would go I would go chasing a squirrel to tell you the story that this makes me think about in my own life. <laughs> I'm gonna, but I'm not gonna do that except for to say Journal Wendy was a greyhound. Mm. The most phenomenal greyhound I've ever seen in my life. And the only time she ever won a race is when she raced where I was. You know, she did good at placing and showing, but the only time she ever won is when I was there. It's because she winked at me. <laughs> cool. 
Anyway, I, I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story because I, I will go down that rabbit hole and it's not a good place. So, I mean, it is a good place, but, you know, we're here to read poems. So did you have a second poem, my dear? I, I saved do. myself from getting And, and uh, this is also written from the perspective of someone other than myself. I was going through some old Facebook messages recently and found this message from nine and a half years ago. I wrote the poem for this person because she was not a poet. And we used to go to the same open mic in Toledo every Tuesday night for a couple of years. So we got to know each other. We, we, it, was, it was a small group. It was a nice open mic. There were usually about 16 people. And um, so I wrote this poem for her to be spoken by her. And I sent it to her in this Facebook message. And she did like it. She said it was appropriate. Um, her name is Colleen. And um, so this is what I wrote for her as if she were speaking. Some of you know me. I've been coming here for a while. I enjoy the poetry and love to share a smile. Sometimes smiling is difficult for me. It's like there's a lock on it and I stumble with the key. If my thoughts were a song... They might never be sung because it's difficult to convey them using my tongue. End poem. Wow. You know, sometimes I wonder where you come up with your ideas. <laughs> well, sometimes I think I wonder about that, too. Um, <laughs> There's but, something in the um, ice cream. Yeah, well, yeah, and... Um, yeah, I just have so many different thoughts running through my head. Sometimes. Part of it is mm-hmm. is actually from driving a lot. Sometimes I get ideas from things I see just driving past whatever, a tree or a cow or or something and and think about things. But it gives me a lot of in between customers I have a lot of time to think. And there are some of the poems that I have written or started to write while driving the ice cream truck. I do a lot of rural. I I sell a lot in the rural areas. Mm -hmm. So that's what gives me time to think while driving because I'm not driving in the city with all that traffic. So do you ever have a stop where you have a whole bunch of regulars that always come up a whole bunch of kids at one time? Um, that, that happens. That's not, uh, a frequent occurrence, but yes, but I sell to as many adults as I do children. I think that this next week, anyone that buys ice cream from you, you need to ask them, why do you like ice cream? Tell them you're writing a story and you need to know why they like ice cream and take all the reasons that they give you for liking ice cream and turn it into a poem. 
Okay, that'll be really interesting, uh, especially if I start asking people tomorrow because tomorrow either every customer or Amish. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing I one it. of I have three Amish routes, and I'm doing one of them tomorrow. You know, or put a piece of paper out, you know, and they get a free ice cream cone drawing or something like that. Put a piece of paper out where they can write down why I like ice cream, and they can drop it in the little box on your truck or something. But think of some way to do that because I, I, think, I think that that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It would be. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, my dear. Tell everyone how to find you again. Okay, everybody. It's Pineapple 16, and the 16 is spelled X-V-I. Think Roman numerals. And the best place is YouTube, but I'm also on Facebook, and I have a bunch of photos on Instagram and poetry on a couple different poetry sites. But um, there's poetry videos on YouTube, and there's poetry on Facebook. And so Pineapple XVI. All right, my dear. I'm really glad you're able to call in. I smiled when I saw your number on the on the studio lines and glad you were able to make it in. Yeah, yeah, I'll pro- probably be able to call again next week too. Oh very so cool. Okay. We'll we look forward to it. <laughs> okay, talk to you later. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Our next next caller comes from somewhere out in the blue blue horizon in the blue moon. I can't done seeing. Eight three two. You're on the air. Yeah, baby. Are you there? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Blue. You hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. You hear me? I can. I don't know what you're doing. For a second, I thought you were having sex or yeah. something. Like, uh, I don't no. think you should be listening no. to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You notice I didn't turn it off either. <laughs> That's, yeah right. There's no, there's no, there's nothing that exciting going on. Sorry, I hate to disappoint you there. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I just, uh, I got these two pieces, man. Um, uh, I'll talk about the second one when I get to it. I'm. I want to get to the first one first. So you got your Jesus and your front end license plate. We did not end with genocide. You got your liquor license from the notables who want more than just superior trade. We did not end with genocide you pray and pray and still can't say I love you to anyone but your own red earth we did not end with genocide 
cut her hair. You cut our skin. You left our language on the wind. That's it. Oh, yeah, foolish you. We found them, took them back, dressed ourselves in their grace, erased their wounds from our hair, erased them with that sense of Nisi, annihilation. We did not end with genocide. Nisi. Dark blanks to fill in spaces. We didn't know they were there, only the feel of being bruised, removed from our landscape. Death and tyrants, we have seen them all. Y'all got it twisted about this dear property, fair and square, it's mine. Did you make it? Did you dream it into being? Well, you, your lives don't, you don't live long enough to call it yours. Creator made it, and as human beings, we don't live long enough to call it ours. We didn't end with genocide. Mesquite thorns and peppercorns each have their own kind of bite. Upon the tongue, upon the flesh, spice and sacrifice for that moment of prayer. We did not end with genocide. Gather the embers, gather the moss, we shall soon be traveling. Bones, bones everywhere, brushed under trees, wet gonna do with them all their sacred relatives we shall take them with us leave no one behind yeah lewd and stories Stones of blood, bloody, blood-wretched stories. What you going to talk about? Something nice? What you plan to do with all those stories? Blood. That's easy. Remember, we did not end with genocide. So you got your skulls and crossbones, so do we. So what? Did you watch your children die? Sent to schools? Engineered to kill their spirits? Did you watch people eat what was left for the centuries of crumbs while they prayed alien the tongues thanksgiving giving thanks for what was stolen
we did not end with genocide. Our days did not begin when you came to kill us with your Christ, Nietzsche. We did not end with genocide. So you got your Jesus on your front end license plate. The shadow of a bloody hand upon your prayerful cross. Another's our as our ancestors said, don't pray for us. Rather we should be excused. We are red earth. We are the ghost road born. And we did not end with the perpetration of genocide. Wow. Read a story the other day, and one of my people was talking about. Uh, how his ancestors had lived through basically a uh, one of those smaller scale massacres that you never hear about because it's not included in anybody's uh, format of history, whether it's local or otherwise. And what he was talking about was he said we did not end there with genocide. And I just brought that to a larger scope, talking about all of us as First Nation people. In fact, we did not end genocide it's strong I don't, I don't even know how, what, how, what to call what you do with your work you know what I mean well the best that I can you're, do you're is you're a force that you you are absolutely a force. Thank you. I just call it somewhere with your cross between uh, spoken word and storytelling. Somewhere in between there. And um, this piece, uh, I'm going to say from the get-go, because I know it's probably going to, uh, some, or someone or other may see shades or something, but this is not pointed at any one person. There's a, an ongoing uh, situation that's come to light now with a lot of people who have been private collectors of various kinds of artifacts of my ancestors for years, and they all of a sudden, and you know, I can't tell you why. Maybe some of them are are being genuine. I'm not going to say they're not. But I don't think it's an altruism for everybody. And that's simply that there are a lot of private collectors that are now following the path of museums in that they're trying to return culturally sensitive items that they picked up at an auction or off of eBay or somewhere, some of some other uh, uh, trade out that antique, antique uh, show or shop or something. And it just kind of struck me because I'm, I... You have a book called Sweet Medicine, which is talking about uh, massacre sites and battles, battlefields. And one picture that always stuck with me, and it has for all this time, 
it's out there in uh, Nebraska where Fort Robinson was uh, was uh, set up. And Fort Robinson, for Native people, was definitely a place that you know reeked of uh, a lot of blood, a lot of death, a lot of betrayal, and all the kinds of uh, spiritual agony that that can bring. Two major uh, events that I know of in particular that deal directly with Fort Robinson was the Cheyenne Autumn, which was the Northern Cheyenne when they were told if they moved from Yellowstone area uh, down to where their Southern uh, relatives were in Oklahoma, in Southern Cheyenne, and a lot of those people were survivors of Sand Creek. And if they Mm -hmm. moved down there and they didn't like it, then they could move back. Well, Obviously, we knew that was a lie from the get-go. You know, when you're looking back on it now, because as soon as they left, all of a sudden, oh, Yellowstone Park. Well, what a surprise. (laughs) You bastard. Anyway, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on with that that particular story. And I've written uh, an epic saga about that particular story. And... Also, um, the other major event that, that you know, will stick out in everybody's mind, it doesn't matter whether you're Lakota or not, you know about it. Well, amongst my people anyway, we know about it. It's not something that we have to even think about or look very far into our memory for. And that is the fact that uh, Crazy Horse, when he brought the, his people in from the hills to Fort Robinson, that's where he was assassinated. And literally in chains, and he was being led towards a guardhouse, which uh, basically is uh, the stocks where they had a, like one little door and uh, bars on it. And he was already in chains, and they were leading him over that direction. And all of a sudden, he realized where they were taking him, so he started to run, run and jump and try to get away. Get away, and various of the Indian police, which were native people, you know, they they were there, and, and they they began stabbing him with knives, and then he got a bayonet in the back. And so that was where he died. So when I'm talking in this piece, I'm talking to more than just any one incident or any one happening. And it is more the sense of why we don't look at some of the national holidays the way that it's been portrayed uh, either in school or, you know, in further education, if you're going into a particular, you know, field of uh, conservation, ecology, or, or whatever it may be to do with national parks and so forth, forestry and, and all of that. But so this is this is what I'm trying to get to is that you know it's not any one particular event. This is this is showing again, like I say, the, the reason why we don't look at some of those kinds of uh, holidays and, and, and what would be considered a traditional uh, perception. Morals traded in for high-priced lights. Shadows, river shallows, fluid flowing cries of ghosting children stolen from their mother's memorabilia, battle mementos. What? Bastards thought this was new? 
cover your tracks, smooth any trace of skin, plant broken bones unrecognizable at the bottom of a ravine, planted acreage over the blood shine of a massacre site. Yeah. This soil will grow anything, Hick. Stepped on skulls, slipped on teeth, traces of steel too much to plow under. Murder, rage, murderous thunder, death, and dying lightning reflections of greed, hatred, putrid remains, ransacked villages, cradle boards replete with the death of those who needed to be reforged. Those who needed to be safeguarded. The creation of what is and is not within our spiritual song. Is that... Is that brain matter? Dangling from cradle toys? Jeez. So many bones... Tripe, dark strata, the land filled in with red earth remains, odd angles, prolific shapes, bones, blood spatter everywhere. You're peddled in atavistic, moralistic skin. You peeled the morals from the rind of yourselves. Salvation in seeds. Shade dark, dance rattles. Shake the earthen steps. We appear with a whiff of smoke, wolf-like, within ceremonies. Ooh, unending, reach apex, begin again, disasters aided and abetted by forces you cannot fathom. Salvation, see? Paltry acts of contrition, self-flagellation for the good of who? Not us. We did not ask this from you. Winters falling, the air so bitter cold, trees explode, gapogi, the dull boom. A ripple in the blood of us all. Red earth. It is we who stand here before you. The fires that burn unattended can never be useful. The water surge that smashes towns, cities, and all life in its way like a hammer is no blessing. 
It is the retribution for every death, especially the ones you are least, the debts that you are, for every debt that you incur, especially the ones you are least likely to recognize as a debt at all. Have even one of you ever given thanks to the earth of creation for whatever you what you have taken, plundered, leaving slag and poison in place of the dreaming green, never meant to be disturbed. Blood, brush, the whisper of skin stripped from living bone, too eager, too much haste to wait for death. The agony piercing already rent skies, death to the ties that bind, bones, bones everywhere, too many, too much within memory. A vivid arc, a torch too bright to be consumed. Energy, enigmatic dreams, haunted. Death reaches agreements made under duress. Skin stretched taut, tendons pop like tree limbs. Dissenters defiance, agisa, gasuse. Defiance shook the rattle. We have since sewn ourselves back together. Knit the leads of being with tendril shoots, industrious shank leaves, vines of fluid flowing plant silk, the form in the sunshine, and the will of sunflowers, the humming strength of summer heat, harbored, held firm within dragonfly wings. Drum fire consonants of live coals, windows reflect the sun, the passing moon, the fading stars, the yellowing ivory lights ready to fall, so fragile. Fields, feral, raw, unavailable for the task of tilling. So many bones. The bewailment of those so civilized. Dreams green, the screams still echo battlefields torn with cannonballs. Salvation and seeds. Death to the free. I know. Let's plant some trees. Ash still smoking on the barren hills. Oh, yeah. Trees, that'll fix everything. Yeah, red earth. We are the ghost road born. 
he said, you lie. No kuzongi ube. Wow. Absolutely blows my mind. Incredible, incredible right. Incredible education. how respected you are not just by me but by the whole community by all of us I know I have been given something so I have to fulfill my responsibilities to that gift and I keep trying to make things work in terms of you know something kind of Publishing one sort or another, but just that I don't find anybody willing to step up to it. I don't know. I guess they just, you know, I mean, I just, I know, it's, you know, my stuff is you know, a lot of it, you know, goes to that part of the dark that people don't like to shine the light on, but I have no choice. I know. That's why, you know, if you always see them, but I, there, anytime I come across something that I know that your writing is perfect, perfect for journals or accepting submissions, all that stuff, I always send them to you. I'll get your work out there because it needs to be heard. Great job, my love. Thank you, my love. And you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. I've uh, got uh, some stuff out there in Reverb Nation, which actually I need to get busy over there because I haven't put there anything there in a long time. And I'm standing unranked in their files. <laughs> but that's okay. I just, like I said, I just need to get something going and put something over there. Um, and then also I have uh, my uh, podcast, which is Red Earth One. And uh, if you keep the words separated, it'll get you to look quicker. And I will, without fail, be updating that uh, this coming weekend, or my weekend. It's actually weekdays, but I will make sure I put some new pieces on there. Well, if you have and, any you know, new tracks, audio tracks, or anything like that you want to share, I could sure use some of your new works for the uh, library. Okay. Okay, I'm uh, I'm gonna see what the what software is out there because I mean y'all uh, for years it's it's got to be like the, the like the basic MP3, yeah. Mhm. Okay, so I'm gonna see if I can't find something that uh, that will accommodate that and still maintain some clarity uh, as far as like sound. I can even take the audio off of a uh, off a of video MP4 file. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Right. Well, I will, I okay. Well, what a, there you go. Well, you, let's put it this way: you're better than I am, then. <laughs> so, <laughs> but what? Uh, 
But what I'll do is then I'll, I'll uh, if I can't put some more stuff then up on YouTube. I, I don't. I've got some some channels out there, but I mean not, they've been so dusty and so long. I don't even know where they at. Um, so I'll just uh, I'll just make a new one and then I'll let, uh, make sure I send you the link so that you can uh, so that you can catch up with those things. And uh, okay. put some up on there. We'll do it. We'll do it that way. It works for me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank Tell you everyone how they can find you. Okay. You can find me on uh, Facebook at rapewild.com. Or rapewild uh, at facebook.com. And then it is in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And then uh, you can find me at the. Uh, Free or my podcast, which is which is free, and it's a Red Earth one. Just keep the words separated. And then uh, also Reverb Nation, which I'm gonna like I like I said, I'm gonna start working on that too as well. Start working on this other uh, thing with some videos because I can put some because uh, you know I have my own instruments and I have my uh, headset with a microphone so everything you know, can be heard. Do my, some of my hand drum too, so I can do some I can do a variety of things with that, and I will get busy on that too. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, I appreciate you so much, and I'm hoping you have time to call in next week. Yeah, yes. I will. I will. I just uh, like I said. I mean, it's just been some rough times this these last couple of weeks for me, and I mean. Just uh, having to deal with different kinds of uh, personalities at work, and, you know, that kind of things. Nothing, nothing earth-shaking. Just you know, just draining, basically. You know, so I understand. You know, you just get squeezed, squeezed down to that last point, man. It's like, dude, I just ain't got. <laughs> Where you know I I got nothing left but fumes. So <laughs> yeah, I just sometimes I just get there. Yeah. So, but I I will I'll make, make sure. And I, and and actually, uh, I'm going to if you don't mind, I, I, I'm going to uh, print write these two out that I read this evening. Uh, so that I can put more of a rhythm to it uh, when I read next week. Because I'd like to be able to, to uh, like, fine-tune some, uh, some of the points. That would be awesome. Okay. Uh, so I said, I'd like to do that. Because every, every, I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but every time I read, I'm always critiquing what I do. <laughs> I do, you know. It's just, it's just, it's just weird that way. I mean, I, I, so I mean, that, that's how I, you know, that, that <laughs> format of basically taking mental notes when I was doing open mics, you know, uh, and you know, in some of the clubs here in Houston, you know, and it just, I mean, it just uh, was a way of me being again, like I said, me being able to tighten things up. I just do that. So, I mean, like I say, I sit there and it's like, I'm looking at it now and it's like, yeah, 
Okay. Over here. I don't. I kind of like what you did here. Not so much over here. Oh, that just put just put that away. <laughs> just stop. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so like I said, I will. I will. Like I said, I want to. I want to do the the, the revamp, and then I'll come back. You know, fully. Uh, And there will always be new bits. That that, that always happens. You know, when you transfer it from uh, from longhand to print writing, so, and they won't be they will not be exactly the same as what I read this evening. So, but there you have it. And I, as always, I very much appreciate you. And if I could, I would you know, send in something to help with the with the uh, endeavor of you know making sure that everything gets done for. This upcoming year, I just right now I'm just living paycheck to paycheck. I understand that completely. Trust me. And you know, there's a lot of different ways that we all support this community. You know, we there's we all have such a special love and respect for those of of you who are able to jump in your pockets because not all of us can do that. You know, there used to be a time when I was able to cover this whole thing by myself, and they raised it so high that I can't. I mean, it went from, you know, it's just, it's just gotten more expensive, but the, uh, the, the choice of not doing this, Soldier Blue, I mean, you've, I've known you and you're, you've been here with this since the beginning. You know, the thought of not having this place to me is just not an option. You know, it's not being here. I, I can't fathom the thought of not being here with you guys. It, I just don't, I, it doesn't make sense to me. This is just part of me now. You know, yeah. this, this is part of my world. I so, you know, yeah. but, but there's so many different ways that we all support the community, that we all provide for it, that we all feed it, that we all nurture it. You know, so, yeah. you know, I just appreciate you. I mean, you've been calling in since our very first show. Talk about support. Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do what I can. <laughs> you're you're like that that worn spot, you know, on the counter where someone has, you know, just leaned there for so long that you know they've left their elbow imprints forever. You know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You you are one of our our wood worn staples. <laughs> Uh, until they, until, uh, until basically till the end, you know, it's, you know got, there's a few more, a few more chapters, a few more stories to tell. Yeah, and thank goodness for that. All right, tell everyone yes, your ma'am. Facebook page once again, please, my love. Okay, uh, it's Rafe Wiles at Facebook.com, and, and underneath it's in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And you can find me there. Perfect. All right, hon. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Ms. Miley. <laughs> Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, Mr. Eric. Hello, Nellis. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot, warm, cold in the morning. 
I want and to fly down mixture. there so that we can jump across the Louisiana border and grab some crawfish and just sit down Never somewhere real. and bullshit over crawfish and writing poems on the newspaper covering the table, you know? Yeah, that would be pretty fun. We got That'd a couple of good crawfish places here, too. I mean, not here, not well, not exactly where I live, but in Texas, though. That's one of the things that I miss about living there is we would we would go buy these 50-pound boxes of crawfish when we lived down mm-hmm. there or right over the Louisiana border, and we'd come back and we'd just we'd do the boil and just dump them in the middle of the table covered in newspaper, and just it was awesome. Yeah, Yum. they are. They're great. They're awesome, that's for sure. They're fun. But uh, my week's been all right. It's been pretty hectic and super busy, and uh, today is not any different but uh yeah i'm glad to be on your show and i got two poems uh unfortunately i didn't have time to write to last week's prompt but i will get it next week i gotta wake up at two in the morning for work gonna be out of probably next thursday so i should be hopefully i'll be on the show even if i gotta call in on the road so, no, I don't drive that far, so I won't be driving and calling in. Good. But uh, anyway, so I got uh, two new pieces, and uh, so this one is called the. This one's called Word Monster. <laughs> Word Monster, am I constantly constering and be monstering my words, bewitching them into? real life and fake monstrous beings mightily fighting blights pipes fight uh flights night nightly rightly slightly and nightly are continuously conquering reconquering wannabe arch nemesis haters and traitors slayers naysayers and anti-players negative commentators triumphantly winning by overcoming overwhelming obstacle courses blocking stalking blocking from fulfilling each fate faded rated slated dated destinies as deemed seems beamed dreamed redeemed unredeemed by my roaring roars Expressing all my emotions, love, affirmation, being mostly thought, sought, and fought for, giving and paying homage to one and only Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist whom, after reading a few poems of mine, described me, deemed and knighted me as the word monster in which I adopted as my alias, written by Eric Shulman. The word monster. Rawr! <laughs> Rawr! Well it. done, my friend. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I wanted to write me a little uh, in, introduction, uh, embracing my new alias and embracing my new writing style, I guess you could call it that. That's what the, that was all that about. So this one is... Um, uh, it's called Showing Gratitude. It's a brand new one, too. It's 
So this one was actually going to be part of Word Monster, but I wanted to give him his own poem. So he'll get it when I when I get there. So showing gratitude for my living mentor, one and only Jerry Langdon, the Sandman, whom he whom he uh, sorry whom he after meeting and reading my first poems on Facebook called me out as a troll telling me that I cared too much and that I was trying to too hard to be a troll, a copycat and trying to impress everyone by intimidating them all and expecting their praises, likes and comments. Writings as writings as people pleaser instead and not were myself by others helped me in seeing myself as a poet, not just a troll trying to fit in with everyone way before I ever saw it and voiced his advice on what I needed to do and see myself as one which I took to heart. He also mentioned not writing so long and listy to repetitive poems and to add atmospheric building and emotions. Write what I actually know about and not pretend that I knew about things I had no clue about and could not have known because I wasn't born until way after they had already happened. Anyways, I took his advice to heart and thanked him. It definitely helped me out in so many ways and better my poetic voice as well. And I'm truly, and I'm truly grateful to him for all his, all his advice he gave me, which allowed me to eventually get to where I am now. Much thanks and praise to give to given to the one and only truly talented artist, digital artist, poet, author, Jerry Langdon, and one of my best mentors. Written by Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. <laughs> Love it, sweetheart. I am so glad you had time to call in tonight. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you liked them. And uh, yeah, I made I made time to jump jump on real quick. So that I won't be I won't be listening along though. I do need to try to get to sleep. We're going four hours away, and then it'll probably be another four hours after that. So we got a, a whole bunch of work to do in different cities. So that's fun. Well, thanks so much, Nyla. Uh, have a great weekend ahead. Have a great Friday. Love you. Um, and you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shulman, The Word Monster. You can find my like page, Eric Shulman, The Word Monster. You can find me on Instagram. That's uh, Eric Shulman, The Word Monster. And you can uh, find me on All Poetry. It's Word Monster or allpoetry.com. Word Monster. You can find me on Spill Words. It's Eric Shulman. Um, that's everywhere for at the second. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. Uh, I'll try to get those prompts done sometime, probably, probably on Sunday or maybe Saturday. It just depends. We we'll work on Saturday. But uh, I'll try to get the Whenever next week's prompts, time. and I'll have both of them done. Huh? Whenever you have that's time. That? Yeah, that's Whenever what I'm saying. When I have time. Yeah, whenever whenever I have time, that's all I was saying. I was going to try to get both prompts. So next week I'll read last week and this and this upcoming week, like I did last week, I believe. 
So, but yeah, thanks for all the prompts. Uh, you know me, I like to be messy and, and, uh, experimental. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things about you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm not afraid to be messy and experimental in my poetry. That's for sure. But it's fun. But not everybody agrees though. Well, have a great night. Have a great uh, show. Thanks so much for having me, Nyla. Thanks for everything you do for us. Thanks for the platform. And I'll try to, my best to be on here next Thursday. So. Thank you, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. You're absolutely welcome. Thanks so much, Nyla. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code... Area code Land of Brother O, 219. You are on the air. Good evening, How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. My pleasure, sir. <laughs> so what you got going on? What are you going to share with us tonight? <sighs> It's always called <clears throat> It is Gods and Girls of Wonderful Human Beings. <laughs> okay. Gods and Wonderful Human Beings. By Han Souls and Star Wars 4, A New Hope. I have a personal message to every one of my haters and shade fools who have ever spoken words of negativity in my direction, talked about me behind my back, spread falsehoods, rumors, lies, gossip, and preconceived notions about me, attempted to do everything in your power to block my growth and impede my progress, or tried to distract me and not be on my square by posting nasty comments and dishes Remarks in my Facebook timeline. You guys and girls are wonderful human beings. Haters are wonderful human beings for promoting all of my successes, for being my misguided secret admirers, for calling me one of your favorite poets, for cheering me on while I dazzle you with my storytelling abilities, for telling me that I wouldn't be able to feature on four shows or win awards. And for doubting my abilities when I first stepped on the porch scene 13 years ago. Haters are wonderful human beings who inspired me to believe in myself when nobody else wanted to take, wanted to take a chance on me, but motivated me to become one of the, one of the well-known and well-respected poets in the Chicago poetry community and being a source of inspiration in the 21st century for strengthening my resolve to get to get on my grind and for pushing me to take my spoken word ministry on unprecedented levels. My haters are wonderful human beings for laughing at, mocking, and ridiculing me, for speaking your words of criticism and doubts, for being jealous and envious of me when I have accomplished things that they had dreams about, for expecting me to fail, for trying to duplicate my achievements and levels of greatness, and for one to be the extraordinary brother who everyone in the National Poetry Community knows his brother, oldest ever miracle professor of poetry. 
My haters are one of human beings who spend all of their time and energy focusing on what I'm doing, but paying attention to me instead of themselves, and for worrying, worrying themselves to death about what I'm doing and poem. Hmm. Very powerful, my dear. Thank you. You're very welcome. Awesome read. Thank you. Are you going to do just one this week, or are you going to do two? No, nah, I was going to do just that one. <sighs> Heavy sigh. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone what's going on with you, how they can find you, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Facebook on the Omar Brother Gathering and uh Anticipating my comeback to live events next month. Things is, is going, everything is going well. Clear yeah, a couple more hurdles, I'll be back out there. So I'm close to being ready. So thanks for all your prayers through these uh, 18 months of being away from the stage. And, you know, everything is going well. And that's, that's, that's ready to. Be back out here and show you guys how so show everybody of the greatness everybody how I've changed since this transplant. And I just appreciate everybody for praying for me, everybody for supporting me when I had to do radio shows exclusively for the past year and a half. So I'm ready I'm ready to get back out there now. How is it how has it been for you um being able to get back out there and do open mics after not being able to for so long? Well uh, now this is an adjustment. It's gonna be gonna take me gonna take take me time to just just to be around everybody again and just it's a just a work in progress. Everything in life is a work in progress. Mhm. Doesn't matter what you do, it's a life work in progress, you know. And I have to do things gradually. So I'm just I'm just looking forward to it and I'll just take my time getting taking my time now. Because great things usually take time to develop. Doesn't happen overnight, it's just builds over time. Absolute truth in that, that's for sure. Right. All right, my darling. Facebook, one more time. Okay. I'll be back next week. I'll give you Facebook page one more time. Uh, oh, my, oh, my brother will gather in my Facebook page. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Cannot wait to see what you bring next week. Thank you so much for making time to be here, and I am so glad you are doing well. Thank you. All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, sweetheart. Take care. Okay. We're starting with top of the last hour. Now I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup so you can kind of have an idea. We have 419 followed by 860, 
3468158315 and 702 I see you down there you are at one four oh six I see you there four oh six does not have their hand up so I do not know if it's okay to unmute them looks like that may be my love Miss Annie Annie if you want to come on the air Press one. That will know it's okay to mute. If you're here just hanging out and listening, I love that you're here. But if you decide you want to read, press one, and then I know it's okay to unmute you. So we have 860 followed by 346, 815, and 406 if she decides she wants to come on with us this evening. I just love seeing her beautiful little face sitting there. I can't see her face. It's just your but I know her face. All right. Our next caller comes from... 419, Mr. Rebel Jones. Hey, sweetie. Hi, Nyla. Hi, honey. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm getting this change of weather crap in my throat, so I'm hoping I don't, like, hack up while I'm, while I'm reciting tonight. <clears throat> that, that, that gravelly, sexy sound, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so... I came with material that I wanted to read tonight, but then a couple of your prompts stood out to me, so I ended up writing something else. And um, those, I don't know if it'll be too me. long. To, those are your I don't know if it'll those be too long to read, too, or I'll, I'll just let you tell me after I'm done with it. Go ahead. It is simply called Rebel. I am the rebel. And I wish you to listen. I wish to tell you to listen to a story of how I became myself. You see, whispers of defiance have led me this far, wearing withered thorns that may draw blood upon this crown. But it's the natural rebel inside you. See, everyone has a cliff edge that whispers rebellious defiance, that urge to break free from the chains that hold us down to go against the norm and wear a different crown. It's the voice inside that craves something more and begs us to listen to what our inner spirit is for. The life is not a straight line without twists and turns and sometimes the detours that lead us to where we yearn. So let us honor our rebellious edges and listen to what they say. For in the whispers lies the truth of who we are today. And though the road may be uncertain and the journey's far from clear, we can trust in our own courage to face the unknown without the fear. For it's in our moments of defiance that we discover who we truly are and carve out our own paths underneath the guiding stars. So let us celebrate our records and empower they and lead us to the life we yearn for, the freedom to break the chains, we rebels who refuse to back down. You see, I come from a place of conformity where everyone fit in the box. And the walls were made of judgment, and the keys was held in a lock. But I felt suffocated within and knew there had to be more. So I started to listen to the whispers, and I opened up that stubborn door. At first it felt a little scary to step into the unknown. But as I started to explore, I glimpsed a new path to be shown. Along the way there were challenges and trials that tried to damn just to bring me down. 
But the rebel inside of me was too determined to keep forging ahead, and I would never be backing down. I found my voice in the chaos, and I stood up for what I believed. And slowly but surely, the whispers became a fierce and guiding breeze. No longer did I feel confined to the expectations of this world, for I had just discovered my own truth, and my own heart had finally unfurled. So now I stand a little taller with the fight of a titan, and though the journey can be rough, I trust that I'll continue to thrive. For the whispers of defiance can be a spark that lights the fire that helps us find our own way and ultimately take us higher. So let us embrace our inner rebels and the power they contain to explore and discover what truly makes us feel alive inside. To stand as a rebel, that's not an easy task. To go against the tide can be a daunting task. But we rebels know the love that drives us to succeed. And we won't give up our fight or the passion that we need. We stand for what we believe in, our spirit strong and free. And we won't stop until we found our destiny that's meant to be. For I am just a rebel who refuses to back down. We'll blaze a trail that's on my own and won't stop until I reach my ground. So let us honor my rebellious edges and listen to what they say. For in the whispers lie the truth of who I am today. And we'll keep moving forward, yes, be that and that rebel inside. And we'll continue to thrive, pursue our wildest ride. For life is a journey of discovery and twists and turns and bends. And it's up to us to choose where the journey ends. So here is to all the rebels who refuse to play a safe, to listen to the deepest dreams, who to trust in their own grace. May we may we keep standing tall and never lose our sight and embrace our rebel spirit and fiercely burn so bright. And that's that piece. Hmm. And you just did that tonight? Yeah, I just did that in the queue. You're so dang impressive. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's my story. I can tell it like I want. Okay, fine. You tell your story, girl. (laughs) Too funny. I'm so glad to hear from you. Did great Um, job, sweetheart. I was actually um, a little uh, afraid that that was going to end too abruptly because I hadn't really read it. That was my first time reading it, like, in full think that it did well. Well, thank you. What do you think? I think it did all right. Not my greatest piece, but I think it did all right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. I've got poems I've written. It's like, you know, that's not the greatest piece I've ever written, but we have to get through those pieces to get to the other ones, and we can always go back to these. Not that I think that that poem belongs in that category, but you know what I mean. That, that's how I feel, though, as well. I agree with you 100%. Um, and job was on that, that too long to do another one? Nope, go ahead. This next one, I'm thinking about calling it Inferno, but I'm not sure yet. Um. <clears throat> It starts off as me as the narrator being at fault, and then I kind of trickle it down to the rest of the world. Inferno. The firecrackle is the 
burning leaves popped as if screaming from burning alive. I gripped the fire stick and stirred the flames left and right to that billow when smoke began to rise, circulating around me as if to embrace my stirring beam, and as I continued, still left to right. The trees and leaves above, they violently shook and choked as they too inhaled the thick white smoke. I heard the cries of the asphyxiating woods where I was the starter, the damage done here, this murder, this slow death I was responsible for starting. As the last embers flickered and died, the forest around me let out a sigh of relief, but also of despair, for the damage done here was beyond repair. I realized then that with a heavy heart that the fire that I had started was just part of a bigger problem, a world in decay where destruction and chaos held sway. The trees and leaves, they represented the world and all that we've sent that our actions like flames consume and leaving destruction in our wake. Humans, damn it, us humans. The smoke that rose encircling me was a reminder of the air that we breathe, polluted by our cars, our factories, our disregard for the natures of complexities. I have started a fire, but what of the wars fought for greed and power leaving Scars on the land and the people, the innocent caught in the crossfire, the lies spent. And so I sat there amidst the ruins, feeling small, insignificant, undone, a witness to the chaos and destruction of a world where destroying without reduction. I wished I could fix it, make it right, but the truth is it's a fire we put out, another one ignites, and then we're left in perpetual night. But still I vowed to do my part to be mindful and feel passionately with my beating heart to protect and preserve what's left to cherish and respect, not forget. The fires may have died down, but the scars remain. A remainder of the world's wars and a need for us to do our best to leave behind the world that can truly rest once we're gone. The world is a graveyard, a tomb of our own making, where the bones of our sins lie buried and shaken. We dig our own graves with every act of destruction and bury our conscience, our empathy, and our very function. We pour concrete over green fields and trees as if we were blind to the world. We were trying to seize our machines and factories, belch out toxic fumes as we ignore inevitable and looming dooms. We poison the oceans without wasting the breeze and watch as life dwindles to nothing but debris. Creatures we share this world with, they suffer and die as we turn a blind eye for our humanity dulled and dry. Our wars, our greed, our hunger for power have turned the world into a desolate bower. We forgot what it means to be alive as we dance in the darkness, deaf to the cries. The sun sets on a world steeped in despair, a world we've ravished beyond repair. And in the shadows, the ghosts of the past haunt us to remind us of the world that won't last. Well, it will. We won't. We become the architects of our own doom as we pave the way for an inevitable tomb. And in the silence that surrounds us, we hear the whispers of the world that's dying and it's crystal clear. So let us pretend that all is well, that our actions aren't ringing the death spell for the world we destroy, the earth we scar will come back to haunt us no matter where or whom we are, or where or when we are. Let us remember the beauty of the world we inhabit and the 
responsibility that comes with it. But we are but guests on this immortal rock. Peace. <laughs> we are but guests. Isn't that the truth? Yes. That's like profound truth there. Well, you know, um, what inspired that actually is I was in my backyard <clears throat> um, last fall, and I was burning leaves under this tree, and the tree really started shaking its branches at me once the thick smoke got to it. And I was like, wow, that just spoke volumes to me in that moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not only are we breathing shit, but our environment is breathing shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It just spoke so much to me that moment. Right. Very well written, my dear. I applaud. Thank you. Uh, I am Rebel Jones. You can catch me here damn near every Thursday night with Nyla. Um, I'm on Facebook once in a while. Just look me up, Rebel Jones. Um you can catch a lot of my spoken word material on <coughs> uh, YouTube and a little bit on TikTok. My YouTube is Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. Um, and I haven't been on TikTok in ages, so I can't remember my stuff there. I'm on Poetizer. Um, I'm on Miraquil. I'm on Wattpad. I'm places. Uh, I do stuff with Clarence Ferguson Jr., C Double Thirty Four Music, uh, Mixcloud and SoundCloud. I'm somewhere. You can find me somewhere. <laughs> uh, you go to my house, though. You might get shot. So just let you know that. <laughs> Don't look too hard. <laughs> too full. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can love on you. I just did. <laughs> Again, Facebook, one more time. Again, um, Facebook, Rebel Jones, YouTube, Poetry by Rebel Pete Jones, Madman Productions. Um, look up SoundCloud, MixCloud, look up um, C Double 34 Music and Rebel Jones. Um, Facebook, Rebel Jones. Nyla, Thursday nights, Rebel Jones. Very cool. And yes, I know that you did. But just as you started, just as you stopped, tech support sent a message to me and it popped up and I totally, absolutely, 100% lost where my brain was. So I could try to pull that off. Yeah, I knew. I just wanted to know twice. But no, the truth is, is that there was a That's score. right, Nyla. The truth is, you just wanted to hear my sexy voice um, repeat myself. <laughs> That's it. It's that that gravelly graveliness you've got this week. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Nyla. I'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> All right. Thank you, you for the platform. And, you know, as always, we love you over here. Oh, love you too, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you yes, soon. Yes, ma'am. Bye now. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Eight six zero eight six zero. You are on the air. Hey Nyla, Jessica Brooks. Hello, Miss Jessica. How are you, my love? Depressed. So, um, but it's huh? 
You're what? Depressed. Still. Depressed? Do I need to sit on you and tickle you and tell you girly girly jokes and tell you cry? I already cried, but not in a happy way. A little while ago, I did cry in a really long time. It felt good to get it out. Um, But I don't know. Jokes don't help. I don't know. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I didn't have anything really to read until I was in, I don't know, I wrote something pretty long while I was waiting to get on. Uh, get on. So do you want to hear it? <laughs> okay, it's called Seatbox. So sad, just so low. No reason, no rhyme. Brain chemistry taking revenge. For heaven forbid I find happiness. I should always remember pure joy is fleeting. For around the corner, bearing its teeth is demon depression. What may follow? Who? Manic Medusa? Hypomania? Foblomania? Or worse, catatonia? I must not muse upon such devastation, further loss, and failure. All I wish for is a common ground in which to stand. Instead, I'm on a seesaw in the middle, then sliding to the seat, then the other repeating endlessly, unlike recess, which always ended this get then getting older, ceasing to exist. Oh, how I, oh, how I wish, how I wish I could grow out of bipolar, pass by PTSD, assuage anxiety until I am, until I am home inside myself, let lasting peace. Yet I know that peace will never come. That thought beats my depression to a pulp. Yet still I sit, vacant heart ablaze, for please help me find my way out of this maze, the maze that exists in my brain, the thought that means I am insane, the myth that means I am insane, just a cliche, for I am human like you, just misunderstood by so many, yet it is, quote, they that only knew they would wish that they had never labeled, that they had not perpetuate stigma. Find me, please, the light, so I would not be stuck at present in unbearable night. I should be smarter than to think happiness would last. I should learn from my past that I'll never be on an even keel and it's torture. And unfortunately, it's real. Wow. And you wrote that while you were listening? Mm-hmm. Very good, my I dear. What? I said very good. Thank you. I just, just uh, kept adding to it as I sat there. So last week you were talking about how short they were, so I figured I'd give you a long one. Longer. <laughs> it's okay if they're short sometimes, but, you know, I'm just greedy. Yeah, what can I, I say? I one greedy. short one available, and I looked into my my last book, and I found one on depression, and I was going to read them, and then I ended up writing this, so it's cool. So, yeah, um, that's me burying my soul like my usual stuff used to be and I actually feel better in this you know letting it out my feelings and I'm just I don't understand why I keep forgetting that um every time I get manic it's just gonna and happy it's just gonna go away because it's like false happiness and I was so happy with getting I have a job and everything and and now the only thing that gives me like any happiness is my job which is good but it's kind of sad you know but I'm gonna let other people read so you can find me at just Facebook, Jessica Brooke Poetry, Brooke with an E, 
Um, you can find my books on Amazon under Jessica Brooke, which is my pen name. And YouTube is Jessica Brooke, apostrophe EF, poetry. All right, Nyla. Hello? All right, sweetheart. I'm here. Yeah, I was, I was letting you tell you, okay. letting you do you, give your information out. Good. I know. That's why I said I, I was being quiet so you could give your information. Oh, out. oh, I was like, what? Did you do it again? <laughs> yeah, do it again. <laughs> no, I was listening. I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's too funny. So I just, I, just, I, I guess I'm, I want to say something profound so you won't be depressed, but I don't know what I can say that's profound. I don't, I don't like a, thinking about you, Dad. Oh, wait. If I hadn't called it, I never would have read this. Written this. I never would have written this if I hadn't decided to call it. That's true. So, well, I'm glad you, you did. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you share yourself with us. I'm glad you're vulnerable. And I'm glad that even, you know, despite of things, days like today, despite, I mean, you're doing okay. I think that's what I'm the happiest yeah, I about. Yeah, I am. I'm not, like, depressed, like, oh, you know, lying in bed, like doing you nothing yeah. that I shouldn't be thinking because I don't think those thoughts. Um, so, I know. I'm all right. Next week, I hope we'll be able to tell you I'm out of it, okay? All right, sweetheart. All right. I. Bye, sweetie. Talk to you then. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code three four six three four six. You're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you, hon? I am fabulous. Yes, ma'am. You are. <laughs> um, everybody's been so deep and profound and actually uplifting and um I've so appreciated tonight um being here. <clears throat> and I've also been going through a lot and I'm also very saddened um this whole week <clears throat> is anniversary of um something sad in my life and you'll figure it out when I get finished. I got two poems. Um, he didn't even know existed. I um, hid it from him and I released it after his death. So there's a clue right there. <clears throat> this is called Shadows. Sam's poem. The moonlight shines through my windows, casting shadows upon my walls. It's now as night enters into my abode that the shadows take shape and speak to me. Visions melt into what was so long ago. Memories of the joy and haps we once shared. Dancing to the beat of the night till way after dawn. Romantic dinners for two with our wine glasses intertwined. Joyful outings to the park, zoo, and so many more. 
Smiling from ear to ear, the laughter still rings in my ears. Waking up beside you, feeling there was no safer place in the world than right where I was with your arms engulfing me in serenity. Our love making was so sweet, passionate, and intense, beautiful as our hearts, minds, and souls moved to the rhythm of our song. You were all I ever wanted in life. You were my world, and everything evolved around us. My great warrior, just you and I against the world. How I wish those days never ended. I so desire to go back in time to the beauty that once was. You were my heart and soul. I loved you with every fiber of my being. You were mine and I was yours. We were us. Now the teardrops fall from heartbreak, knowing it will never be again. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. Wow. The second... You okay? Huh? You okay? The second poem is more mm-hmm. recent. It's called Anguish Anniversary. It's been several years since that last conversation. My heart is filled with so many tears. My heart has been so heavy for all these years. Seems no end to the grief. Cascading blood droplets flowing upon the surface of my heart. It's in the silence of the ocean of my sorrow that I sense the love that once was shared. To my peach, we were a delicious combination. His strength, my weakness, our love forever together with love everlasting. Through time and space, we flow into heaven together. You can't hear my anguish cry as words spread to my ears. The end came too fast. I certainly couldn't have imagined that moment. Time froze and the world stopped. Why did it happen? The hands on the clock broke, screaming, teardrops flowing endlessly. I believed time would sweep away the darkness and shadows. Yet, I continue to have a hole in my heart. I just know that our love was stronger than they knew, despite the destruction and suffering. It simply remains still, untouched by time. I beg Jesus to allow you through those gates. Forgiveness and mercy to be bestowed 
fly heavenly, my beloved. Wait for me just past eternity. I listen to a silent melody of your voice upon the celestial horizon. I breathe in deeply, yet time passes slowly. Until we meet again, my beloved husband, Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. That was beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you. It's been difficult, as I said. Um, You know, people know we had our problems and we were split up. But the bottom line is, I spent the majority of my adult life with him. Mm-hmm. Even even after the breakup, we stayed in each other's life. And um, I had to immortalize him. poem was written while he was still alive and we were broke up, but I didn't want him to know about that first poem um, because I just felt like um, there were issues that probably would never get resolved. Anyway, there you have it. It's been a very difficult uh, week and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got to keep moving forward and uh, there you have it. And I do want to say again, I appreciate all the poets that came before me. They were deep, profound, and uplifting. And I just want to thank everybody for their poems because it really did touch me and um, empower me and um, help me quite considerably. And, of course, you, Nyla, you do so much for all of us. You give us this platform, and um, I love you. I appreciate you, and you are a sister to me. And, uh, again, thank you. You're very welcome, hon. I wish I could give you a hug right now. It's hard to be that vulnerable, but I'm really glad. And that's something that I really think this community offers each of you. You know, it's just a place to come and be unapologetically yours in your art, in being able to plug in and, you know, able to share and read and vent and all the things that we do here. I'm just. And, you know, you were saying about Soldier Blue being so highly respected. And I have to say I do as well. I respect him so much. And I appreciate his poetry. It's so phenomenal. And um, so with that said, I, before you yell at me, um, I you can find me on Facebook, Emilia, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me on Facebook. I have a like page under that name, and you can pretty much find me uh, across the various uh, platforms. 
And uh, I really completely understood Brother O because some of my pages on Facebook have been being attacked. And um, it just seems to be like a certain consciousness that flows through all us poets. And we may not even know what the other one is going through, yet we're going through it or we're inspiring somebody. And it's just amazing. And, again, I thank everybody. I thank you. And um, with that said, I shall step off the mic. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm really glad you were here tonight. And we'll talk to you next week, okay? Yes, ma'am. I'll be here every Thursday night with Nyla. Yes, ma'am, you will. And we love you being here. Thank you, hon. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you are on the air. 815. I think that's Gina. Gina, are you there? Are you on? There you are. My my Instagram popped up. I had to apologize. Hey, Nala, it's me. I'm here. Hi, sweetheart. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here because I've been missing an action. I lost my voice yesterday, and then it came back. And last week, I was super busy. And the week before, I was under the weather. But, hey, here I am. But I heard... My brother Rebel P. Jones, and I, and I know that Amelia was just on before me. So all I could say was, oh, look at me. I'm in the building. Well, I am so glad because I have missed you. I have missed you. But, you know, I, I sneak in and peek in on you and see what's going on with you. So I, 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 um, I sent you a couple of text messages. I wanted to let you know I was in queue. So then when I found out that you were bringing me up, all I could say was, yay. So I can do one and done. Um, because I, I, I need to hit an additional mic and then charge my phone. And that's simply because, oh, thank you. I just got a text message that said you were, you were MIA. But, yeah, my phone fell in the dishwater <laughs> last week, and I went six and a half days with no phone at all. And then I live in a neighborhood that has rolling brownouts, not blackouts. So I talked to um, ComEd, and they told me that my um, lights might be off until Monday. So I came to my big sister by another mister's house to spend the weekend at least because I don't know when I'm going to get my power back. And I took – I had my my bonus daughter, my daughter's best friend, Adeline, take my cat, Luna. I got her from her home with her, and my daughter helped me move all my groceries so nothing went bad. So I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Well, please do, because that's important. (laughs) That's very important. I'm understanding that, and I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) So like I said, I got to do one and dumb because I need to run over to Epiphany because me and um, just Jay, Jerry King and I, host a show at Epiphany on Saturday nights every other Saturday, and this Saturday is our turn. So I don't want to do an additional piece. Um, I can only do one, and then i got to go. 
and I wish I could listen to the rest of the show, but I, I honestly have to leave because they you can't get in queue after 10 p.m., and it's already 9.33, and I need to eat something so I can take my meds. So that's why I'm here, um, to make sure that, you know, I keep my head above water and I do not drown in the despair that we call life. That I am waiting to hear something amazing that's going to make you smile. Well, I don't know if it's going to make me smile, but it'll definitely make me feel better. I'm going to title my piece because I gave it some thought because there, there was something that happened to me earlier today. And I am going to title my freestyle Redhead Stepchild. I lost my dad and my grandfather within four months of each other. And then I had no other living grandparent, and I lost one of the people who have half of my DNA. The mommy who was left only has three biological children, even though I grew up with two biological and 12 brother, cousin, friends, and neighborhood friends, as well as classmates who lived in our household. So every time you looked around, there would be a dude at my house who had been brothered by one of my brothers, but I had no sisters. So by the time I received any sister in my life, I was an adult, you see. But I was the oldest of the three biological children that my family gave birth to, so the big sister role belonged to me. And then on this day, I got a message when my mother came by the house that we used to share But she moved in with her sister who became ill, and I'm thinking that she sent this message to me with no care. But the reality of it was this. She simply said that I had been hurting her feelings and her heart was broken because I have an attitude with her every time that she would ask me about something, even the plastic shoe boxes that she kept her shoes in that were in the closet. So to me, she sent a message that said, I'm going to cut my ties to the house that we used to previously share. And I called it the house in which love lived because my stepfather, who treated me and my brothers as his own kids, doesn't mean anything to her. So if the grass doesn't get cut or the basement has things that need to be changed or the ceiling in the kitchen has some paint that's hanging down and it needs to be replaced or the carpet that she and her sister decided in my absence when I was engaged to a man who lived in Florida and there was hardwood floors that could have been restored. They didn't ask me my opinion, yet they did what they must. And the couch with the sleeper sofa that's in my living room and the famous three who are my grandchildren sleep on every other weekend when they stay with me. She says she's not worried about that or anything else because she and my second mom, my Myra, her sister, Bibi, they need to be the least of my worries and that she and her sister were not stupid. I didn't understand what she was saying because I couldn't compute it. See, this was a math that didn't make sense to me because as long as I have been in existence, all I could see was that even though I had two brothers that were due to me biologically, and all these others, there was a dozen that we picked up along the way. 
Even though I was the only girl, I was the only child she could depend on. Her second mom battled stomach cancer and had a part of her intestines moved, and then breast cancer, and they removed lymph nodes in that breast as well. And she got a prosthetic as well as the bras that they sell you when you've lost the boob. I wasn't mad. I wasn't confused. All I did was pray. And every single day I was there for them. And I did what I must. But it was almost an impossibility for me to be Jenna Storm and to spit poetry because there was no space in that home in which I could freely speak. I would go in the bathroom and close the door. My mom would knock on it, and sometimes they would speak out loud. Second mom has a hearing problem, but she doesn't recognize it, and she would have her volume on her TV at like, I don't know, 74. So it would be amplified like dopey surround sound, and there would be no space in which I could be me freely. That's okay, because I knew I could go home. And that's what I did on that day. That was about two months ago, and all the things that my mom mentioned in the text message that she sent to me on this afternoon, when I was already going through something that did not affect her but me in the home in which the lights are in her name, I had to call ComEd and ask them if the power could be restored because I have lupus and am I asthmatic. And without my power, even though I'm going through hot flashes, I might perish. There was nothing they could do because that utility wasn't due to me but her. Even though I've been paying the bill for months that she left in chaos and I got it caught up. So sometimes you just have to be the red-headed stepchild because the Bible tells me that all the days I should honor my mother and my father. My dad has passed away. My stepfather and my grandfather are gone too. So all I have left is the mother's that I had, the one that I was born to, the second mom that when I took my first steps, I walked to, my poetry mom that I share with you, Nyla, Mama Oladeji, and all the other moms that I have acquired over the years, you see. I'm not mad, bitter, and I'm not hurt, but I spent half of this day crying, and that was berserk. But the reality is this for me. I will be calm when I reply to the message that I received. And I will not do anything that is disrespectful or hurtful. But I've never signed up for this. So the redhead stepchild, I will not be. But I am Jenna Storm, and that's my piece. Wow, that was intense. My gosh. I just want to hug everybody tonight. That was incredible, honey. Are Thank you there? You, sis. I'm okay. No, no, no. I, I had to get my whole life together because I knew that I had not done anything um, to <laughs> make my mom feel the way that she feels. But I can't control how other people feel. All I can do is react accordingly. So I'm going to take my time to respond Because that's who I am. And doesn't make it okay. Or rather than cry, I'm just going to pray. And hopefully tomorrow I'll have the clarity and I'll know what I need to say. But I will not respond to her on this day 
because that came from a terrible place that I have no connection to, that has nothing to do with me. Because even though I still have two biological brothers, one of which comes through and does things for her and my second mom because they live together in a condo across town, he would do what he has to if he's been pressured to. And my baby brother, biologically, would throw money at a situation rather than show up. But the person who's been there through chemotherapy and surgeries and everything that they needed to do so they could continue to be was me. So if they don't honor and appreciate that, it's okay. But I'll tell you one thing for certain, two things for sure. I am not a doormat, nor am I a redhead stepchild. I deserve to be respected and loved in the space that I live in because all I'm doing is giving them everything that I have to give. So I don't have anything extra. This is all I got. So I'm going to go to bed tonight, and I'm going to sleep well. And I'm going to pray when I wake up. I don't know, and sometime in the next few days, the words will come to me, and I will reply to the message that I got in a text from my mom, even though today she saw me. She didn't treat me like she did in that text message. So all I can say is this. I'm not the person who will hit you and hide my hand. Because if I hit you, I'm going to hit you in the throat. And you know that it came from me and what I meant when I did it. When that's the same, we're different. And I'm still her daughter. And I will do what the Bible told me to because I'm a Christian. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sis. And I love you and that's why I'm here. I love you, too, very dearly. Tell everyone how they can find you before you rush off to those other people. So <laughs> you can actually, I'm Googleable. What What is, um, <laughs> what does Noreen say all the time? Yes, I'm Googleable. You can Google me at Gina with an E, storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I am Regina F. Brooks on Instagram, and I'm Regina F. Brooks 7 on Twitter. You can find me anywhere that you can find poetry, and I'm hoping and praying that next Thursday night you will find me here at the Speakeasy Cafe with my sister Nyla. I love poetry, and I love family with every fiber of my being. And I know I'm not the redhead stepchild, but I am a poet, and that's where you can find me. <laughs> Absolutely not the redheaded stepchild. That's me. Literally. <laughs> Absolutely. Really, right. Literally yeah. strawberry. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you so much, sweetheart. You go have fun I love tonight. You too. Thank you. I love you. I'm going to do karaoke tomorrow, so I'm going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love you, mean it. Good night. I'll see you next week. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. All right, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Miss Doreen. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 863. Here's she'll come. Oh, um, um, hello, Nyla. This is, um, <laughs> this is Noreen. Okay. Shut this down. Uh oh. I'm going the wrong way. 
Okay, I got it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. Okay, I'm Hello Nyla. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It's good okay, to hear from great. you. Yes, it's good to be here. Okay. So, do you have to share with us tonight? Okay. Um, for Gary, I have um, wait. Oh, okay. Um, honeymoon, white moon, our moon. Okay. Honeymoon, white moon, our moon, blood red, God's moon. Yellow moon, harvest moon, white moon. Our moon came back to me. Here we are in love. Honeymoon, white moon, you came back to see me. Our moon now knows we're in love, you see. Happy Valentine's Day. The end. That was very sweet. I love it. Me too. Okay, thank you. Okay, and next one of Gary's, I got um, his, his, it's called Now and Forever Our Love. Okay. I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love, and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions, and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love, and she has mine. The end. That's always been one of my favorites. Yes, yes, mine too. Yeah. He, he is just, I actually wish he was still here, because he has so, more, so much more to write about. So much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And 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 the one I have for me um, is called the poem that I should have written. Okay. The poem that I should have written is a happy ending with my sweetheart and I celebrating our fiftieth wedding anniversary, but it didn't happen because God needed him in heaven, and the poem that I will write is our unconditional love and my teddy bear darling spirit shall always be near me forevermore. When it's my turn to go, he will be standing at the headstones holding his hand out to me as we walk together hand in hand, arm in arm to heaven's gate. When we are in heaven, look in the sky and see the poem we wrote together in the clouds. The end. So beautiful. Okay, thank you. And you guys uh, are getting me all in the, up in the field this tonight. I read some beautiful poems. Okay, thank you. And and, and the next one I have. Um, I need your opinion because I I read I re, re, redid it I edited some of it and it's called I changed the title it was it used to be a live concert I changed it to a live orchestra okay when the sky dances and colors sing thunder roars and the lightning flashes like 
being on the heavenly stage. I know you're playing your guitar in heaven, serenading me as angels pluck their harps, wishing for wings so I could fly, watch and hear you in person like a live orchestra on the heavenly stage. The end. Okay. Is, is that beautiful. Okay, thank you. Is that better saying heavenly stage? Before I said disco stage, and I thought, well, heavenly stage would sound better. I like it. Okay, thank you. Okay. Or it could be okay. the heart stage. Oh, yeah, heart stage. Yes, I like that better. Let me change that. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. Okay. Because that's something that intimately that belongs to you guys. That's where I see you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I like that better. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome, sweetheart. That was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Okay, and um, and you can find Gary and I. You can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find our um, official website at um, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can find us on K K O um, hyphen mark F I dot com front slash Gary and Noreen. And you can find Gary on ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, PoetryPoem.com. And and then you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, and Facebook.com. And you can find us every Saturday at 5 o'clock on um, the Poetry Club Saturday Night Show at 5 o'clock. And... um, Okay, and then you can find us on um, okay, on May the fifteenth, Monday at one o'clock p.m. Um, you can find me there at Happy Chat with Poet Noreen, and the guest guest star is um, Petros from Greece. Oh, how cool! That's gonna really be fun. Yes, 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 and his time will be eight o'clock over there in Greece. Very cool. Yes. Well, I'm excited that about that. That's going to be amazing, Noreen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. Yes. And make sure you keep us posted, okay? Okay, I sure will. And I'll put it on your page, too. Perfect. Okay. Oh, All right. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. Okay. Oh, you can find us on here, too, on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Yes. That's the best yes. place to find you of all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, hon. Thank you so much. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay, and thank we'll you for you everything week, you do. Okay, see you oh, next you're welcome. week. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. Excited about this next caller. We haven't talked to them in a while. Last caller for the evening. Clarence, are you with me? 
Yes, I'm finally with you after all this time of trying to get in. (laughs) We have missed you horribly. Uh, Besides work and the schedule and not getting and having enough time to get in, um, I have missed you. Well, I am glad. That's good to know. Yes. Uh, how has everything been? Um, busy, a little bit crazy, fun. Going to get crazier. Other than that, um, awesome. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Life is- I feel like I'm juggling porcupines. Huh. As long as you're ducking and bobbing and weaving, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely for sure that. I'm excited to what you bring. It's been too long. I'm having clearance withdrawals. Yeah, I'm trying not to keep you having them withdrawals. So hopefully this (laughs) will work for you. I mean, I've got one piece for you. That's what I'm going to give you. And this piece is called... And this piece is called AI. I saw the quotation on this prompt picture saying computers will overtake humans within 100 years. There's no one anymore reads the Holy Scriptures where it says God is bigger than our idiotic decisions. I mean, I'm sitting here created to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about stuff made to replace us. Artificial intelligence is a fake mindset of thinking. We depend on it so much that we don't embrace our own genius. The World Wide Web has trapped us into the Internet, regular scheduled programming radiating out of imbeciles. This is not a game, not a game. It's practice as men die at the screen mastering their debating off of fantasies, watching pornographic actresses. As surveillance cameras know where you're at just to set an example, you're going to take the potions they have for you or you can't go to work. Stream at home and binge watch all kinds of mindless entertainment to shape a lazy behavior and prepare you for enslavement to the matrix. I'll say it again. God is bigger than your paychecks, bigger than false preachers with their mansions and their Maybachs, bigger than the population agendas that stop procreation. He made a promise not to flood with a rainbow, but people rearranged that. We're in the fifth generations that fries us like bacon. Who's a man? Who's a woman? Maury? Get the DNA kit. Chapter 24 of Matthew of Revelations explains this, but so many will take the mark of Satan to live their best life now and be famous. We are to blame for this taking fame and fortune. The flames of hell is scorching. Yet so many afford the Lord's plan. Becoming Babylonian whores on stage, accepting unholy awards. Depart from him. He doesn't know you as you blasphemed the name of God, with works of iniquity, having initiatives to pick and choose, to believe what you created to kill the children in the womb, shedding of innocent blood in exchange for witchcraft through drugs. 
stop making artificial in peace. Wow. That's pretty dang powerful. It's when funny, I just wrote about it this morning. People do social media. You, know, you think about all that stuff people do, you know, and the power it has and online and, you know, the whole AI concept. It's yes. scary. Yes, it is. And like I said, I'm just sitting here being a franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basketball people will get that. Well, phenomenal job on it. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be back here. Hopefully I can try it again next week unless something else comes up. I don't know. I just love the show. <laughs> well, we we love you, and we're really glad when you can be here. So we'll make it happen. Uh, yes, please make it happen. Thank you very much, Nyla, for all you do and for this platform. You're oh, welcome, one, man. Oh, yeah, and one more thing. Amelia, praying for you. Right. Nina, praying for you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Have a good night. It's nice. I mean, sincerely, thank you for that. It's nice when people get a confirmation that they've been heard. Yep. You know what I mean? They're heard. Everybody's been heard. So everybody's been heard on this show. So I thank the poets before me. And like I said, I especially thank you. And I'll see you soon. All right, honey. Thank you so much. Great You're job welcome. Bye bye. Bye, baby. All right, you guys. You've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Appreciate you all being here. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece by by by. Where did it go? Where did it go? I lost it. There it is. Amber Crow. Red, wet. Death. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. This is my poem called Red Wet Death by Amber Crow. Um, it's about when I almost died giving birth to my son. Red, wet, and so heartbreaking. Let my baby hear my voice before my heart stops beating. Let him see me and hear me before there is nothing left. As I whisper to my son with just moments left. Red, wet and ever so fragile the blood drip drip drips from my body everything so dark and unnatural white sheets turn to a crimson bloodbath as my heartbeat drops slower my chest bursting with pain as the blood flow burns colder red wet and so unsettling numbness clouds my body as my eyes grow weary I no longer have any feeling as death is nearing. Darkness in the corner as my angel of death sits there waiting. I have nothing left except my soul for taking. Red, wet, and ever so beautiful. I am your mother and you are my child. Now my dear son, take a deep breath in as I breathe my last out. 
That breath is for you to thrive and consume. For my life, I give to you.